Welcome back to the Battle of North London podcast. Before we start though, um, it's been an emotional last few days recently as the basketball legend Kobe Bryant and his daughter um, Gianna and seven others um, passed away in a helicopter crash. Um, just like to say Kobe Bryant, he's such a great man. He transcended his sport um, more than just a basketball player and he kind of inspired a generation and brought through this mentality and I don't know if we'll see a sports star like him for, for years to come. Um, so our hearts out uh, to the family and we wish them um, uh, our condolences. So, but moving on now to the to the games this week. Um, let's start with the Tottenham draw in the FA Cup against Southampton. Get to play, get to see Spurs play again. Is that a bonus? I don't know. Um. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not for those who, who have to go to games, um, especially with the, the prices now that Spurs are, are screwing over our fans with twenty five pound tickets for the replay. Unbelievable, Daniel Levy. What a what a stingy guy. Um, Okay, the game, the game. It was a, it was a, it was a mixed game. Um, like if you, if you had to, if you had to, if you stopped, stopped after eighty minutes, you'd think that was a pretty decent performance. Um, we scored a goal. We had some exciting performances. Some, some pressing in there. Um, we, we just, we, at the end, of it, we we just let in a stupid goal. I, I mean, we, we we're giving Southampton chances to be fair, but I think that. Yeah, if you, if you take up that that eighty fifth minute goal, um, it was a fairly decent performance. Um, La Celso was the big one again. Um, he's proving to be worth every penny, as as we have today uh, confirmed that we will buy him permanently for twenty seven million, which is now I think the total of around forty million for the whole deal, um, which is a pretty pretty decent deal on today's market for a very very good player. Um, I mean, it was a I don't know, it was a mixed game. I think I mean yeah. We've got FA Cup. Hopefully, win it this year. Uh, bigger games looking. Big good games to look forward. We've got City up, City on Sunday. Um, I, uh, I just know it, it's we're we're frustrating. We're in a frustrating place at the moment. We haven't really got everything nailed down. We've got like some sort of elements whether the where, where which we, we are improving in, um, but we need to have that final uh, whatever it is to click. I, to click I, I don't know what it is at the moment, um, but to, to, to play ninety minutes. Stamina, uh, motivation. Um, we'll see. I mean, I hopefully if we if we get a result a result against City this week, um, we never know. But that that could help. But the overall of the game again for like the third time so far, it was a mixed game. Just a new, yeah. I know. I felt to me a draw was quite fair in the end. Southampton had their chances. They didn't take them. Eventually, they took one of their last chances. And I think if I remember correctly, they almost won it as well right at the end. But. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a topsy turvy game. Spurs, Spurs, some of the old Spurs you could see still in it. Like, and when I say the old Spurs, I mean the not good Spurs. Um, you could just there was moments we, we, we're good now. That, that, that's a well, I'm saying that's a compliment. I'll take that. There was points where Spurs looked better than they 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 were than they have been recently. So kind of, mm. but there were still moments in the game where Spurs just looked all over the place. Um, I still think. Lucelso signed him great, um, great attacking players Spurs have got. It's defensively seems to be the issue still for Spurs. Can't keep a clean sheet. Um, 
To be fair, I, I was thinking as well, like even if Spurs even if Spurs do get through in their replay, gotta play Norwich, so we've seen Norwich can put up a fight as well, so Spurs mm, can again. easily lose that. Um yeah, it, it, uh, mm. I don't know. Spurs look a bit all over the place in that game. Um, just they didn't know whether or not they were trying to win it or lose it. It was confusing to me. Yeah, but I think I think Jose's put quite a lot of uh, a lot of importance in, in the FA Cup because he's, he's starting fairly. I mean, pretty much most first most first team players in, in this in the squad. He started Tenganga, who I mean, he's, he's a really exception. He's basically first team now. Um, Parrot was talked about being started, but a couple of days before, but then didn't start. I don't know what even what's happened with Joe Parrot anymore. Um, I'm hearing. I heard. I heard about a, a contract situation. Well, the rumours. The, the rumours that that were going around last night are that QPR are interested in getting him on loan, and then another championship side trying to get him. Charlton, I think. Charlton. Yeah. I so maybe he'll get on loan to one of those yeah, teams. I mean, QPR yeah, need I mean, a striker. Luck, maybe he goes out on loan. Maybe. I, I, if he if he was to go out on loan um, and we weren't to buy a replacement, we would have the grand total of zero uh, recognised strikers in our squad, which uh, I just, would just be a right mess. But. To be fair, if Parrot was even even stayed, it's not going to make that much of a difference. He doesn't get any game time, even if he no, he doesn't. Even sadly. if he is in the even if he is at the club, yeah, he's he's a really highly rated youngster. And I just I I want to see him do well, um, and if he has to go out on loan uh, to do that, then then. Sure. I mean, because usually in, in, in the past, the FA Cup itself has been a route to get these sort of um, these, these sort of young youngsters give them a chance. And um, I don't know, Tom Carroll had I think had a chance in the FA Cup. Harry Kane maybe in the FA Cup. I'm I'm oh, my, no, my stretching a bit there. Um, I mean, we, we generally have played youngsters more than than in Premier League games in the, in, for the, in the FA Cup, especially on the Pochettino, who sort of didn't give about the FA Cup sort of very similar to, to, to Klopp's attitude now actually, if you think about it um, but uh, yeah I, I, to be fair most, most teams seem to have that attitude well, well, no, well, well Klopp's specifically very negative he's I mean if we can, if we can get onto that I mean, but, but Klopp yeah but it's not like it's not like he's been negative for a while he's just negative this season because he's got a chance but I'm saying in general most managers don't really play their first teams in the, in the well, Cups um so yeah, I don't. So it's a, it was quite a surprise for me that um, Mourinho put, put such a strong side forward. But I guess Spurs haven't really got another competition they can really win this year. Yeah. So and, and we we always talk about Jose and trophies. Um, it, it'd be great to start off his uh, probably to be honest quite short Tottenham era, uh, three years max, maybe less if it goes well, if it goes badly, um, with an FA Cup. I mean that'd be nice. <laughs> Yeah, you say that, but he did lose to. He did. He did. Didn't he? Was he manager? Who was the manager at the time? Who? No, it wasn't Mourinho, was it? When you lost in the Europa League, in the Carabao Cup. Europa League. We haven't lost in the Europa League for a while now. Um, it was that was Pochettino. You know, that was against Colchester. Colchester. That was a very very sad day. Um, yeah. But again, that just I mean, if we go, if we go back to that, that's, that's actually quite interesting because the the Colchester game, if we if we would have won the the Colchester game, we would have had more chances for more chances for Parrot, more chances for Tanganga. We probably would have had Tanganga earlier in the season. Um, I mean, the whole I mean, we, 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 I mean, people doing this now with 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 Pochettino, every single aspect of Pochettino's um, failings failings at the end. Um, if you if you take out one game, if 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 Colchester goes the other way, does the next does the next game swing? If if Lacelso doesn't go on 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 international duty and get injured in the friendly, do things turn? Does Lacelso hit form in time? And then I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's probably it's probably quite 
irrational and ad hoc to sort of go back and 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 sort of create these scenarios where Pochettino wouldn't have done as bad. But uh, I don't know. It's, it, 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 it's all history now. We've got to look forward and win the FA Cup. There's almost moments though when you do that, like at the end of the season, you just look back, like when you do when you're two points up off the next, I don't know, fourth place or whatever. You're just like, mm. if only we'd won that extra game, who knows what could have happened or. If we've won the semi-final in this cup, what could have happened in the next round, in the final? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But you always get those moments, but you, you look at it at the time and you're just like, we lost and you have to move on. It's You have to blame someone for it and usually that's the manager that gets blamed. Um, very sad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like... You mentioned Norwich before, uh, obviously in the next round. The draw itself was very exciting, especially for this podcast, because it would have had it almost there. We, there was four balls left, um, and one of them was uh, Southampton or Tottenham. Uh, one of them is Norwich. Uh, Norwich. One of them was Bournemouth or Arsenal, and the other one was, um, help me with this, I don't remember. Um, Portsmouth. And it was, it, was, oh, it was so close to getting a home North London derby in the FA Cup with cheap tickets. It would have been absolutely insane. And oof, we, we, we dodged it by one ball. Um, so, I mean, so, some people hoping for an easier tie. But. I was relieved though, because I knew when the last four balls were in the pocket and Arsenal were there and the other teams were in the group, I just knew we had an easy draw. So I was just like, <laughs> whatever happens, we're through to the headquarters finals. Oh, God. Like, I was fine I, I with it. it. You go out to Bournemouth and we play this back to you, please. <laughs> we beat to Bournemouth. Bournemouth. To, to Portsmouth. Portsmouth, sorry. Oh, getting all these South Coast teams mixed up. To be fair, the other South Coast team is Southampton, so all of them were in the last. We were, it was almost guaranteed go back down south. Um, but so, but yeah, I thought I thought it was really close to getting Spurs. I didn't know whether or not I wanted it or not. It's kind of like you want an easy draw, but then Spurs Arsenal is always a fun game to have, just because who knows what can happen in that, and it's just obviously it's always fun to. To, to to see those games and with football you kind of that's what you want you want entertainment and nothing's more entertaining than Northern Norway so it was it was a yeah. nervy just, ending there mm-hmm. just just one thing though as in when I was watching the game um it's minor it's a minor it's a minor issue it's a minor complaint um and the commentator oh my god. I don't, I don't know who I remember who it was, to be honest, but the, the pronunciations of names. The, who's the manager of Southampton? Who's the manager of Southampton? Just let me know. Come on. Um, Say his name. Ralph. Yep, got that bit right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hassan Hootel. Very good. Well, what the commentator did in the, in the Southampton game was he made it Hassan Hattel, which is just, that's, that's what is wrong with you. Why do you have a job? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's minor things that piss me off like that so much. What are you doing? What are you doing calling me a fucking acid hustle? Oh my god. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Commentators are annoying all the time. They do, they do stupid things as much all the time. Like, I hate biased commentaries. Sometimes that happens. And when I say biased, I mean they've got no reason to be biased. It's just they hate the team. And usually when I'm watching Arsenal, it's they just hate Arsenal, so they're biased to, against Arsenal and. Commentators do that thing all the time, and with VAR and all. To be fair, the commentator for Bournemouth Arsenal game disliked VAR in a very fair way, and was I I appreciated that because they weren't attacking VAR in general; they were just attacking the idiots running it and what is going on. They were just moaning about why are they bothering to check something when it was clearly not 
the case. So I'm pleased with the commentary there. Um, but talking of Arsenal, though, we can talk about the Bournemouth game. Um, it was a very entertaining first half, let's say. The second half a bit more dull. Um, but first half, thought we played really well. Youngsters performing great. Martinelli, such a kind man, decides not to score this week. <laughs> he decided to assist some people because he wants to bring the team up morale. Like Obviously, he's the best player, so like... Why not give some others around you the chance to kind of get up? And he he wasn't afraid to do that. He did. He got an assist. Which was great to see first goal. Um, Eddie first game back. Um, thought he played great. All the youngsters were really good. Mustafi even put in a performance. So that really shows something. Sometimes sad to see him go off. People were moaning about. It really shows how how, how how bad Bournemouth are, that Mustafi can look good against them and, and good to the extent that Arsenal fans will sing his name. The same people who've been abusing him and, and, and like, whenever, whenever it's car drives past the stadium, they're all abusing him. You're like, man, this, this guy gets cheered. That's how bad Bournemouth are. Bournemouth deserve to go well, down. To be fair, Bournemouth's, Bournemouth's biggest problem and why they're currently in the relegation zone is because they don't have a striker. Um, they have striker problems because Wilson and King have both been out. So they were playing Solanke up front and... Yeah, wasn't the wasn't the toughest task for. Is, is it what what one goal or, or zero for him? In I have no clue. Um, Bournemouth striker though, I, in that range, I, I, Bournemouth striker was confusing me because his name's Surridge, and I just confused. I thought Surridge yeah. was signed for Bournemouth, um, but that was that was a weird one. Surridge back from the dead, back from the footballing dead. Yeah, a Bournemouth Bournemouth weren't very good. Bournemouth weren't very good. Um, uh, I think if I accept that Arsenal weren't great in the second half but for once <laughs> we scored two goals rather than going one nil up and just sitting at it and it actually finally shows why you're supposed to score more than once um, because had we not we might have con- we conceded later on we might have drawn so this is, this is the type of footballing genius that you, that you get here and from the, the philosophy of Mikel Arteta score more than one goal you should get it etched in the stadium. I did call it though last week. I did say last week we needed to score more than once because teams teams kept on scoring late on or something was could score late on against us and mm. it showed when we scored two and it worked. Um but yeah, I thought we had a great game. Um lots of youngsters coming through is the main takeaway probably from it. Because even though we always everyone knew how good they were already. <laughs> like, I think that's fair to say. We all knew how great Martinelli is. We all knew that Saka had potential. Um, but yeah, I saw some people trying to call us the best youth academy in the country. Um, I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that just yet, but I think Arsenal kind of, as people might, as Man United fans are moaning about, Arsenal might have our, we might have our club back. <laughs> um, in the sense that, in the sense that we've got, in the sense we've got certain um uh, I don't know how to describe it, but certain ways and uh, the, the way that we run the club is kind of coming back to its roots through youngsters coming through. What Wenger did great, and I think that's there's there's definitely going to be some excitement over the next couple of months to see these youngsters improve. Um, and who knows? Some of them obviously they won't all turn out great. Um, one, uh, but there are definitely some that are clearly got a great talent 
to in the future. And I think that's fair. We, we've we've got our club back. Put 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 the contract on the table. Let him sign whatever, <laughs> but whatever number he wants. <laughs> <laughs> poor Rio. Poor Rio. Nah, but we're not as, we're not as bad as Man United fans right now because they're 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 genuinely a joke. Um, but but us on the other. That, that's a weird that, that's a weird rivalry that sort of generated like this. I mean, in, in the past, it's sort of made sense. Now, like Arsenal fans and, and Man United fans argue on Twitter about Greenwood and Martinelli. That that that's where your no, no, no. decline from from fighting that's the Premier League titles stupid. to fighting over who's got the best youngster. That's just stupid because I would if you want to argue about Martinelli and I don't know Messi, that's a different argument. But don't argue about Martinelli and Greenwood <laughs> with Man United fans. That's just silly. It's just. Man United fans, I think. I think the thing is, it's actually good for Arsenal what this right now because it kind of it kind of takes limelight away from Arsenal fans, and it now now Man United are kind of accepted as the worst fans that there are. So like, that's that's a, that's a bonus. Oh, um, in the in the in, in the competition for who's got the worst fans, it, it's a it's a very tight it's a very very tight finish. But I mean, we, you 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 probably should throw Chelsea in there and, and some other clubs, but. Well, I, 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 I'm sorry to break it to you, but, but Spurs could be heading in that direction just with the, some of the fans. Things. Fans, not players. Yeah, but just Spurs in general, like Pochettino. You kind of saw that heading in that direction. That who knows? You can really it, it all starts going wrong, and fans decide to turn on everything. It's just that's what happens. First, you have one, 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 uh, one banner calling for Levy and Enoch out, and then you've got fifty thousand fans chanting for it next week. That's how it works. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I think everyone at pretty much Arsenal, Man United, and Spurs all agree on one thing, and that's owners are stupid and a waste of time. Because um, what good are they for? What good are owners for other than imp- inputting money into a club? That's all they should be there for. And and uh, sadly, I mean, I mean but while they're all united in in in, uh, in disliking their owners, Man United do take it a little bit too far with the whole uh, singing about chopping up their owner into bits uh, song. Which is a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit too much, probably. I, I, I wouldn't do it about Daniel Levy. Um, it's a bit extreme, still a little bit. I'm not going to say chop him up, but take a hand off. That's fine. Cronky, lose a hand. Oh God! What's, he doesn't need it. What does he need it? Not the one he signs the contracts for. Just the other one. We as the Battle of North London I... podcast do not endorse this statement. <laughs> Any form of violence. <laughs> We do not condone violence. Just, just like to put that out there. Um, even though we just did condone violence, we do not condone violence. It was, it was. Um, but yes, but on the other mm. hand, I think the Arsenal's academy. You have to kind of. We we are better than pretty much most the teams in this country. Well, who's got a better academy right now? I find it, I just find it weird that for years and years and years after having Wenger choose random French people um, over Arsenal's youngsters um, Yaya Sanogo I don't know I can't, I can't think of any I think it was, was, was Guendouzi signed by him I think he was um, that, that suddenly Arsenal have this massive academy maybe it's like a it's like this hidden hidden mine like like, like Chelsea's academy uh, who didn't play for years and then suddenly you've got this magical you've got two players who turn up and oh my god Saka's the best player in the world no but you're not Give listening you're door. just um, you're just you're just like putting words in people's mouths. Like it really isn't. You said you what? Which, which bit was that? Was words? I mean, because words are putting words in your mouth. Because you said that you've got the best academy in the country. Like, 
Well, I said we've got one of, and who is better? I'm just trying to think. I'm, I'm, the only club I can think of is maybe Man United. I mean, Chelsea's. I mean, it depends Chelsea. how you how you calculating that. And players who players who are in, who are in, the, in the first team now, or who've been to the academy, how, how are you calculating that? Players that have got clear potential and who who could be um, future superstars. That's what. So who's at, who's at Arsenal then? You've got. I can give you a list. A list, sure. I mean, Martinelli, sure. Saka, no. Gwendouzi, no. Um, Willock, no. Nelson, no. Inketia, massive no. Um, who knows what we have got with Saliba? Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Smith Rowe. Who's listening? You're on um, 21. Tierney, I mean... if you want to count Tierney. <laughs> What the hell, man? You're just listing off people who are like your, your academy. Saka's not very good, right? Most of those players are not amazing. How much Saka have you watched? I mean, I've watched How much Arsenal. Saka have you watched? I've watched Arsenal. He happened to be playing. <laughs> He's not very really remarkable. But how much have you been watching of him to make this argument? I watch Arsenal. I, I mean, I, I, I try not to watch Arsenal too much, but I watch the most games. Like, I, I, he's never been anything remarkable. Um, and he's, he's, he's as remarkable um, as Oliver Skip or someone like I'm not, nothing. I'm nothing against Oliver Skip. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a judo. Um, but if we want to do that, I can, I can list... He's only 18. I can list people who are young in, in, in our squad too. I mean, you don't know anything about the potential. Is, is, is this stupid game that people play? No. Sorry, Spurs' academy is nowhere. It's just really not. Because really? the worst, because 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 players are at least getting game time. Spurs players can't get game time. That's right now under Jose, and and, and I don't know. It's, and it's just prepare and other ones. But like, I I don't know. You, you can you, I can list off players that you you maybe won't have heard of that, that are in the Spurs academy that, that look amazing because I don't watch Arsenal's academy. I don't. I watch. I've, I've seen Spurs. How many of these more. of the Arsenal players that I mentioned? How many of them have you not heard of? No, There's a bunch of, of most of them aren't starting. Reese Nelson isn't of. starting. How can you say he's good? If you if you've had one good season in the Bundesliga, you can't be considered a, a, a phenomenal talent or massive potential. I don't even like like you just you're just hoping, hoping up these youngsters that are. There are also youngsters I can mention who you won't know. Sure. There are also youngsters I mentioned who you won't know, but I'm not including them because we ever haven't seen enough from them. Whereas these players, I've seen enough from to say yes, they look how like they could be great players. Any good? When, you, how can you? Gwendoza is a crap player. Drives forward brilliantly. And Ketia wasn't good enough to get in, in Leeds' first team. Right, Saka can't get in your first team. Um, well, Saka gets in the team because of injuries, and then he's complicated because he's a sure, left-back. and if he wasn't injured, he wouldn't be in the team. Well, he plays at left-back for us, so, like, I'm confused about what to say about him because he's he's a complicated player. If you thought if you thought he was good, you'd be, you'd be campaigning for him, for him to start, right? But you're not. You're well, not no, because he doesn't... He's, could he's be not good, good at, uh, And I can do that with a whole bunch not, of players. He's not better than, half, than the players ahead of him, though. You think he, he? You think he has potential to be good? I mean, I, we don't know about potential. We don't know how good he is, and he could be. We don't know how, if, he, if he improves in one day, maybe. Like, I, I, it's just it's all hypothetical. It's all. Well, he's a left winger. Projection and, and he's and a left midfielder that can play at left back. At left back, Kieran Tierney is better than him. That's but Kieran Tierney, That's not saying Saka's bad. I'm just. I'm, I think Kieran Tierney is a good player. At left wing, we've got the likes of Martinelli and Aubameyang, who I think are both better than him. So it's a bit unfair to say Saka's not good because he can't get into the team. That's like, I don't know. Some... Can you see him getting into the team long term? Um, it's tough because... No, it... I'll tell no, you no, 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 no. I can, I just don't... I can't see him playing... I can't see him playing ahead of Martinelli. So that would mean Martinelli changing position. Like so that's the problem. You sound like a politician. 
but the other sniveling fight. and lying and moving around the question and pivoting and but the the, the likes of Reese Nelson and Gwen Doozy and Joe Willock, I can easily see getting into the team in the future. Doozy, Gwen Doozy, really? Hundred percent. You're literally the only one that doesn't like him. Ask any Arsenal fan who's watched him, unlike fake Spurs fans, not fake Spurs fans, Spurs fans that don't really. I mean, I have, know I have, about I have spoken to Arsenal. Arsenal fans about it. Arsenal don't think he's that good. But I still think he can definitely be a first-team player. I'm not going to call him, I don't know, Maybe, the I, next I, Luka Modric, but he can definitely be a first-team starter for Arsenal in the future. I mean, Tanganga is more likely to be first-team long, long-term, to be honest. I, I, I don't even... It's just okay, you've got one player that does that. Any sort of player. You've got one player on the Spurs team that does Oliver that. Oliver Skip will be first-team one day. You're I mean, making I that up. I don't know. You're know making this up. Careers. You're making this up. I'm not making up any, I, 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 yeah. You can do you can make any sort of hypothetical storyline for any player that one day he'll get into the first team, but like we don't know that. We don't it depends on a whole, a whole bunch of things. It's to say Arsenal have the best academy is a massive stretch. Right? I don't I don't even know. I it's just you have, like, I you said one off. Like you, if you played I said twice one off or three times, you can't say that they're gonna be have a make great career. The thing is though, we've seen these players, like the Europa League that's like the only, the one benefit the Europa League gives you. It allows these sort of players to get experience in game time, and these players have done it. Um, I I, I haven't done my but, research. But they're not, not going to get game time in the knockout rounds. I haven't I haven't researched this, but I can guarantee you there's a whole list of players that 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 got game time through the likes of the Europa League and became superstars. Who? Um. I'm not I can't like I said I can't I just thought of an example I I just thought of an example Harry Kane Um, but (laughs) but, it's Harry Kane is is a massive example about how you can't predict the futures of youngsters right because if you ask Harry Kane anyone about Harry Kane in 2013 if you ask Rafa van der Vaart said he was was the the pudgy kid at training I think or the fat kid at training I don't remember the exact words something like that um but like you, you can't make these sort of long, g- generic, general statements about like how Arsenal's f- 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 future first team will look. Because imagine in a scenario where where I don't know, Bamyang leaves. There's no, there's, there's no scenario which Arsenal fans are going to be happy if you stick Saka on the team instead of him, or even if, even if you stick Martinelli uh, and don't buy a replacement. Like, I wouldn't. I, I, if we stuck Martinelli ahead of him right now, I'd be upset because Bamyang's. I think fair to say the best player of the club. Um, but I wouldn't be gutted that we start giving Martinelli game time. Like if you look at the context of it, we're probably a club that needs to kind of build from the bottom again. Um, Martinelli is, is, is an example, though. Martinelli is an example who actually seems to have like some decent potential. Um, but like, let's imagine if 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 I don't know Lacazette leaves, right, and then you start Eddie and Ketia instead of him. I don't think Arsenal fans are happy with that. I really don't think they are. And if they, maybe they are, sure, but I don't know, then I'm wrong and whatever. Um, and this is all nonsense. But I really don't think that Arsenal fans even really want to have their players, young players, play first team for them long term. It's just a sort of, we have a good academy, we have poten- players who have potential maybe. But well, I, I think, it, I it think just seems all for a squad player, they can all work. I think that's what you need. To, you need to have squad players that if someone gets injured, you need someone to back you up. And I think that's exactly what lots of these players will probably end up being. But And I think they can be good ones. Um, you look at like some Man City, you've got about three, four squads. So you have low aspirations for them though. But no, but like, you look at honest, clubs like Man City... Your aspiration for them is one day they can be a squad. Well, if your aspiration is one day they can be a squad player, right? You don't have as high aspirations for them. You don't think actually actually that that good. 
Like, to be honest, they, they could be good. But most likely, they're going to be squad players in 10 years. Gabriel Jesus, good example here. Man City signed him, didn't need him. They bought him literally as a squad player. Three, four years later, now look at him. He's one of the best strikers in the league. Okay? You have to use some of these. Some of these squad players, will, you have to kind of build them around. And then eventually they'll grow. But Matt, Gabriel Jesus is probably going to become a future um, starter for Man City once Aguero leaves. Um, but I think he's a perfect example of someone they bought as a squad player and has come through and done great. Why can't Eddie Nketiah do the same thing? Well, so... Because when they bought, what's his name, uh, Jesus, they bought him for like 30 mil and they were planning to make him the long-term solution to Aguero. I don't, I don't even know if they are. I, again, I don't know fair, if, yeah. if when, already, when Aguero retires, they won't just sign, won't just sign someone, so Suarez or something. I can't think of an example of that, but someone who's actually, who's the level of, of, of Aguero. But at most clubs, realistically, it, it's, it's maybe, maybe it should be, it should be in, in another way. But most clubs, when you have big players leaving, you're not planning to have youngsters start in, in, in their place. And that, that's just, that's just the, the reality right now. Like it or not. Look, you're right. Some of these players, like I said, won't be eventual first-team players. They won't all work out. But I think we've got the more the merrier. Like, what's the worst you can have having loads of youngsters that have got good potential? Like, I'm not going to say no, they won't be good, but they've all got potential. That's one thing it's fair to say. No one, could, no one's going to deny they've got potential. Um, so there's no problem with having lots and lots of youngsters because the three or four that end up working out to be great players is what makes and breaks it. Look at Spurs, literally did that. Spurs literally did that. You look at the likes of Kane. You look at like a Ali. Um, Ali wasn't a Spurs youngster. They they built through some young players, and you eventually build a team around these players. And then look at it worked out. I mean, I mean, so I'm not saying that it's well, a bad thing to have youngsters or it's bad to have aspirations for youngsters. I'm saying be honest where your aspirations are, right? Because like, it's all very good to say it's fun to say you have the best academy and it's fun to go all that that sort of game. Is it always is Martinelli's messy? All that that sort of fun, fun games. Realistically, Mar- I mean, Martinelli is the only one who might start long term. I don't know if let's let's let, let's say he picks up an injury and, it, and then it all gets all thrown into question. A new manager doesn't like him. All sorts of things can happen. You don't know. Um, I mean, just remember what happened to Arsenal's. Remember Arsenal's British core, right? Not 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 none of them are still at the club. You have got Kieran Gibbs and, and Carl Jenkinson and Jack Wilshere, right? You're being slightly biased here because you're literally discrediting anyone who's ever a youngster. No, I'm not. But you are because you're saying, well, youngsters are good, but. Don't don't count on youngsters because who knows they could end up with an injury. Like you're just discrediting anyone who's ever anyone. I'm not saying that. I'm saying is that when when for example when Spurs right when I mean for the past I don't know how long the the basically under under Levy Levy's ownership the 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 plan has been rather to invest in in massive foreign overseas players. The plan from the start intentionally designed that way is to have is to get players from the academy. And 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 try and and try and mould them into first team players because it's cheaper. That is not the plan at Arsenal, as far as I know. Like any case, it is not planned to be long, long first team in the future. And now there's Saka, and now there's um, I, don't, I don't even know if Willock is. And Willock looks fairly decent, but and and he's one who you, one who say have has potential. Right? But like, he's not well, none be of first us team. know the exact plans. But there's some of them that, that will have, that could develop. I think that's what the point of them is to develop them to be first team. Sure, some of them could develop, and, and it'll be it'd be great for for everyone if they look do develop. Che- but like, look at Chelsea. Look what Chelsea did. Sure, what? 
called Chelsea. Bought some did. youngsters that, were, that and, uh, broke they the law. They did youngsters, and now they're all first team. But they forget about the the problem. I'm saying they've developed youngsters. Tamori, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount. No, I don't know. When Chelsea did that stupid system, when they kept on learning players out, you, you and me, to be fair, were probably saying the exact same thing. Oh, they're stupid. They're never going to be real good players. They're never going to work out. And to be fair to Chelsea, lots some of these players didn't work out for them. Um, some of them ended up moving on and just never were any the good. Of, of, of Josh there were some, and there were a few that made it in the end. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying with Arsenal. Some of these players will eventually work out. That's what you need to really build a strong team. Or what Arsenal used to do. 20 years ago, when Wenger first came in, was he built the youngsters up from the bottom and we eventually had three or four that became great. Um, I think that's just... I think it's just exciting to see so many youngsters at a club because you know some of them will hopefully, will probably work out. It's just... That's just... Probability suggests that some of them will be good. Um, I don't know how you could be... I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying be honest with it. you're biased towards... If, Arsenal, if this was Spurs, you'd be... Oh, this is great. I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're going to be great. I'm saying it's fun to see that they've got potential and we could have great players. Sure, it's fun. I'm, I'm sure that's always, I think, it's always fun to look at youngsters and think one of our own, all that all that good stuff. Um, but I'm, all I'm saying is that it's not realistic. Um, with, with Arsenal's uh, strategy as a club, which I, as, far as, I know, as far as I know is not, let's, let's, base, let's, let's base it on, on, on generating young talent through our academy. It's if, I mean, it, I mean it's invest in the squad. I mean, is it really invest in the squad? I don't know what it is, to be honest. But it, 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 it's not, let's focus on the academy and, and let's get our, our long-term success from, from our academy and from Arsenal players and from Arsenal youth. I, don't, I really don't think it is. Well, I think the club should work in that way if they look at it cleverly. And I think you you might be wrong there. I think the club are looking at it like, hey, we've got a lot of youngsters now. We want to develop them. Maybe so I'll be wrong. Maybe. You, you might Maybe. be wrong there because I don't, I think, and also, I think also with the transfer problems and fund, and financial difficulties we've had in recent years or recently, I think this could be the way they want to take it forward and... They are changing lots of the staff in the background, maybe to do this. Who knows? And I'd be I'd be happy to see if they did. Um, but yeah. So after another youngsters debate again this week. Um, um, so yeah, let's just I don't know finish this off here with the youngsters because because obviously arguing like this can go on all day. Moving on now to the transfer news. This is the last podcast before the January transfer window closes. Um, with Arsenal, there's not really much to talk about. Um, there really never was going to be much going on. No one really expected much. The only one that kind of might happen still is is uh, Fabio Mari from Flamengo. Pa- um, he's a centre-back. There was always links at the beginning of the window. We were linked to the likes of Jerome Boateng. Thought that might happen. Um Open Mancano, but then it was a bit expensive for someone in January. So it looks like we may be signing him on loan with an option to buy. Um, he, he seems like he could be a decent player. Apparently, Flamengo are big fans of him. He used to play for Man City, although never started an actual game for them. They just loaned him out a few years. 
eventually he moved. So he came to London, did his medical, and now they're in talks. He went back to Brazil and they're in talks to see if anything can happen. So, yeah, that's the situation well, it, with him. That, that that one seems a bit weird. It was Arsenal offered the... Arsenal had the medical and then he's going to go back because he decided that he didn't really want to offer the nine million. It was sort of like a Daniel Levy. He's like, we're going to give you nine million or will we? Um, <laughs> it's confusing because I thought maybe he failed the medical, but but apparently the club is saying they're still in for him and they still want to agree some terms with it. So who knows? Maybe they saw something that they're not willing to pay as much for. So that's why they've sent him back. But I don't know. I'm not entirely sure what the situation is. Um if it was happen, weird, he, weird. It was weird that he came all the way over and then they sent him back. Um, we do kind of need a centre back for Callum Chambers for the next few months. Um, we don't really. There's no one permanent we're after. That's the only problem. And yeah, so that's the reason why we've been after a centre back. I I I I I I, I'm, I actually feel like we probably will sign him um, on loan um, at the end of the next few days. So we'll see what happens. The other Arsenal player that people have kind of been linked to, not I don't really see any much happening, but these are the rumours, so we might as well talk about it. It's Hamid Rodriguez as a backup player, I think, for Europa League for the next six months as well. That'd be a loan, but I doubt that's happening just because it just it's not the the it's not a thing Arsenal would want to waste money on. Um, it sounds to me like it's one of those things where the players trying to force their way out mm. so they talk about them being linked away but I don't know, it doesn't sound like it's happening um, so those are the yins, as for outs Sebalos is the only is the only discussion here um, we've luckily kept hold of some key players like Aubameyang um, Granit Xhaka, I don't know if I'm going to say but like <laughs> it was he was apparently sold and then at the beginning of the window and now he, He's not. Uh, same with Mustafi. Arteta today made comments about him being um, a prospect. For, he has plans for him in Arsenal's future. Personally, I don't. Um, but that's just... I don't know what Arteta does with him. Um, holding, for me, is clearly the better defender, so I don't know why he's not playing him. But Sebalos, yeah, I think he's... There was talks of Real Madrid wanting back just to load him out again because apparently Sebalos is really desperate to get into the Spanish squad for the Euros this year and Arsenal is supposed to give him that opportunity but it doesn't look like we've done that so yeah those are the Arsenal transfers I mean yeah just, just a little bit I mean I, I find it quite funny that Sebalos has how, how Sebalos has fooled, fallen um, from from a, a permanent deal to this um, and it'd be funny if, if the Hamas deal happens because see how, how how far he's fallen from the days of scoring in the World Cup um, that mad goal for Colombia um, but to move on to the mighty Spurs um, very recently today, uh, in fact, uh, Christian Eriksen moved, completed his move finally to Inter Milan. Um, it's a mixed feeling again. I met lots of things like that. Um, I, I sort of was a little bit sad to see him go, but it's 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 he's been bad for a while. He's been gone for a while in reality. Um, he 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 t- said a year ago now he wanted a new challenge. Real Madrid didn't want it, didn't want him. Um, a combination of his insistence of, of leaving Tottenham and Levy's. Uh, stubbornness led to the deal being sort of delayed and basically a year ago Levy wanted 150 million for him and now he's getting 20 and people are praising him for getting the 20 million um, that, that's that's a bit bit crappy um, as a, his replacement was announced within was was announced within seconds um, of the inter the inter put out their tweet 
uh, and announcing Ericsson, and within seconds, La Celso's permanent permanent deal was confirmed. Super petty from Tottenham's, Tottenham's Twitter. Love it. Um, other, I mean that that. So we've got of, of our signings this window. We've had La Celso and Jedson Fernandez both confirmed. Um, one that could be looks like it's all, all but done at the moment is uh, Steven Bergwijn. Um, pretty exciting youngster. And again, he wouldn't be my my prioritized if if I prioritize on signings, which I think Levy should be doing. Um, he would not be my first signing. Um, Twenty-two-year-old youngster, Dutch, seems very good. Rafa van der Vaart um, was talking about him on Twitter, said he's clearly very talented. Um, and he and he finished. He he, th- he thinks he he will he he can do well with the, with the challenge of moving to the Prem. He finished his message off with "Good luck to Stevie and my Spurs." Love that from Rafa van der Vaart. Um, the the positions that we we needed in the window have still not been finished, not been completed with three days to go. Um, we have uh, Piatek, William Jose are the two strikers who were uh, talked about. Um, William Jose is tonight back in the Real Sociedad squad, so it looks like that that won't, that one won't be happening. Um, so Piatek is the one who's who's left. Piatek will have to be done very quickly if it, if it's going to be done. Um, I don't know if I mean I don't. We, you think that we prioritise getting a CDM, getting a striker, getting a fullback, but no, we're selling a fullback, getting no striker so far. Um, and <laughs> oh god, uh, the, the, the fullback we're selling obviously is Carl Walker Peters. Um, good luck, pretty crap player in my opinion. Um, he's, had, he's had some good moments. He's, he hasn't been officially announced, but it's, it sort of looks like the deal was on his on his way. Maybe a loan, maybe a permanent deal. We don't really know yet. But he he will probably will leave. What's it happened with Danny Rose? Danny Rose, he was one I forgot about. Um, he, I, I think they could. They, they'd be talking about a loan deal, which would be very weird. Um, I think I'm, I'm not sure if he will end up leaving. Uh, Newcastle, Watford are interested in him. Uh, be, he's been a great servant to the club, like, like Ericsson. Ericsson there for seven years. Danny Rose there for uh, twelve, I think. I think it's twelve years. Um, proper, proper Spurs man. Uh, he has an academy player. <laughs> there we we uh, technically we, we we signed him from Leeds, so he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been uh, an academy player. Um, <laughs> but I, don't, I mean, it could be if 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 the window ends with with Walker leaving, not Walker Walker leaving, Walker left two three years ago now, man. Um, Rose leaving, Walker Peters leaving, Ericsson leaving, um, and the way it currently is with Bergwijn yet to be confirmed by the time we release the podcast, Bergwijn will probably be announced. Um, but like it, it it just seems it just seems a little bit. Uh, it, it, action from Levy is not ideal. He's uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we end up, hopefully we end up in three days or on on next when we next record a podcast. We look back at this and see Levy has absolutely sorted the the the, the transfer window. He's got Cavani. He's got Bale. He's got them all those deals done out in the in the last in the last two hours of the window, and and he's got them flying over on planes, and, and everyone's happy. Um, but realistically, we're going to end up with with <laughs> maybe Piatek. Um and 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 Bergwijn, who's in the, I think it will happen, but yeah, I mean I don't know. It's all it's all a mess. Everything's a mess, but it could be settled in a few days when the window slams shut for the final time. And we have that great animation on Sky Sports when everyone pretends like it really matters and and the window and the deals uh haven't been done for ages. Um, but yeah, it is the most wonderful time of the year, the January transfer window. Um, and it's almost over. It is one of those transfer windows. Is one of the transfer windows, but nothing happens at the beginning because no one's a bed. Another, and they on everyone is just panic, panicking. What do we do? Who do we buy? Who do we sell? What's going on? And it, it looks like it's happening again. So if there are any weird and wonderful transfers between now and the end of the window that aren't expected, um, 
possibly head over to our YouTube channel, uh, the Battle of North Mark podcast on YouTube as well, as we we might we might release something there about that. So when Gareth um, Bale signs, yeah, if anything, <laughs> if anything weird and wonderful happens there, either way, subscribe to us on YouTube if you want. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, follow, subscribe, share. I don't know what to say. Everything you can do to help support the podcast is much appreciated. Um, thank you much for listening. And go shout, go shout at Daniel Levy. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Come on, you Spurs. Come on.